Oh, it's recording. Wanna do it? Let's do it. Okay. Shooting the shit with M and Mo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I am drinking wine. Right. It's election day. Decision 2020. Boom, boom. Decision 2020. I'm here in Brooklyn. Listening to the news. I know I can. I tried earlier and I, my anxiety got so high that I just had to listen to some smooth jazz. Oh, okay. But did you vote though? Oh, I voted yesterday. Okay. Of course. In person? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. You? I'm over here in the Bay Area trying to keep my head. Um, of course I voted. I voted by mail. I always vote by mail. Um, dropped it off like a week and a half ago um, to make sure and I tracked my ballot and did all that stuff. So they are going to count my vote. I'm in Cali though. So yeah, I have to see that my vote was counted. Like I had to see it. Well, we dropped it in the, um, the drop box or whatever. Oh. So, I mean, I don't know how much more legit that is, but it feels better. The than real drop box? <laughs> oh, you heard what they were doing over here. They're fake boxes. Yes. So surviving the day, huh? They're going to start bringing out some results soon, right? What time is it over there? It is 6.30 Eastern time today, Tuesday time. <laughs> today, Tuesday, <laughs> November 3rd. Well, I've been, I've been watching stuff and I've been on Facebook. So Stupid what's going on? Um, nothing. You know, they, they, they hype up stuff and this is, they hype stuff up so much and it seems like it's going like seamlessly. I think because so many people voted early. I mean, I feel like this election, they say it every year. This is the election of our lifetimes. This is a consequential election. Um, And every year you kind of feel it. But I think there's something about this year that that people are really feeling. Yeah, I'm hoping people learn their lesson. And because the, I feel like the media, everyone was so nonchalant last time. They just thought they had it in the bag. I remember Brian Lair being like, oh yeah, well, Hillary's going to win. Like, dude, Alec Baldwin was like, well, we don't know who's going to win. I'm like, yeah, we don't know. Like, I mean, we never know who's going to win. Yeah. You don't want to get um, too confident. So no. I think you need to scare the shit out of people mm-hmm. in order to make them get up and vote. Well, so I think after, people- you know, the past three and a half years, four years, people pretty scared shitless, I think, because... Yeah. Stuff has been going crazy. I mean, I I really feel like of all the things to have happened, you know, uh, a pandemic the uh, with a subsequent economy crash, you've got North Korea testing miss. I mean, all this stuff going on, and we got this guy in the office. So yeah. I think people are freaked out, you know. Um, and I just heard. I don't know. I can't. I, I I need to fact check. But I just heard that um, England is going into a second lockdown. Is that true? Yeah, I have a. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a gamer nerd. Um, so uh, chatting on Discord earlier today, one of my friends is in England and and she said, yeah, I mean, it was driving her crazy because they had an election too. She said they were voting too. Um, it's kind of weird because we always just think about our own little bubble, but I mean, everybody else is having elections. Um, it's kind of scary to see what's going on, you know, in other parts of the world. But yeah, another lockdown. I mean, people need to take this seriously. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you see France and Paris and people were trying to escape? It was insane. There were cars for, I well, think. we can't even do that. Yeah, where are you going to go? I mean, yeah, nobody no- wants us. Our yeah. passport doesn't mean anything anymore. Nobody right? wants us. I mean, I, I used to joke around. I said, traveling is the closest I'll ever get to feeling like a white person. Oh, because- Lord. 
<laughs> when you travel Ooh. as an American, people really cater to you. They mm-hmm. really cater to you. That passport gets you in. You don't need to get an extra visa. And you kind of, and I started, I was like, oh, I can understand this privilege. Yeah, that's just <laughs> <laughs> you travel a lot too. I would live so, through you. You know, I got three little babies keeping me at home. So like, Dude, I'd be traveling with them. Come on, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was just, it's just crazy to see that is I didn't travel as well. You know, this like uh, back in the day, I, I never traveled. So when I finally had the chance, and I started to get on a stride with traveling, then we get the lockdown mm-hmm. and I had just gotten the global entry and everything. And so I'm feeling trapped and it's, it, it feels scary. Like there's nowhere to go. Yeah. If, if shit blows up, if shit hits the fan, where am I going to go? And that brings us back to today. So are you, do you, do you enjoy politics? Or are you a political person? No, I don't like politics. I follow them, but I don't really get into the world. How are we friends? <laughs> I live I, for I it. I follow it enough, but I just I feel it. like, I just feel like it's all a, I don't know. I just feel like it's all a scam. It's just like, how are the Republicans so strategic? Like, I admire the Republicans. I don't care what anyone says, because they have a goal and they know how to achieve it. Democrats waffle. They're so scared. And and a friend of mine, I don't know if it was you. uh, No, another friend of mine made a point and said, the difference is because Republicans are pretty much linear. They have the same beliefs. It's like we hate everyone and we want some we want money. Whereas liberals are so diverse, you get such a variety of, of beliefs that there's no consensus. And so I think that's the problem. That's why they can't get together and and really form an agenda and, and move it forward. Like they didn't have any strategy. Like what happened back in the what was it in uh, 2012 or was it 20? Yeah. 2012. Yeah. The bullshit is what happened there. <laughs> Cause obviously we play by two different rules when it's, you know, tables are turned. You create your own reality. And I think that's what everything always boils down to. It seems is everything is a construct. So are you willing to fight and go through and see what happens? The worst thing that can happen is that, that everyone can say no and you could get voted down, but at least you tried. Like, yeah, I think I think that's a we're on the precipice of like an awakening. I, I really feel I agree. Um, like a huge awakening. And I think I always say this. I've been saying this a lot when people are like, oh, how are you doing with the you know quarantining and all this stuff? And it's like it's very disorienting because mm-hmm. you, you're used to living your life, having your routines. And it's just been shaken up. I mean, there's people protesting, destroying their cities and towns. And, and you know, people say what they say about that. But for me, it seems like it's people reacting to something so horrific. And, I, and, and there's a lot of people who are like, oh, well, they're just thugs and hoodlums. And they're destroying property. Oh, property. Like, you are destroying lives. And this is a reaction to that. So when there's, you know social unrest um, over racial issues or um, people dying because they can't get PPE and they got to go to work and they're wearing the same stuff three, four days in a row, like stuff like that is ridiculous. And I don't understand how people on the right are so deep in their tribalism. I mean, everybody is now, but so deep in their tribalism that they can't see the hurt in someone else and know that something has to change, um, that you can't support the current constructs that are per- perpetuating this. But I, I'll challenge you because I, I understand what you're saying, but I feel like we all do this at a, a different level. For instance, I became vegan. I can't imagine how people can murder. Here we go. 
can murder an animal and eat it. You know, like that's disgusting to me. That is a life. And so they, maybe they see black people on that same level uh, of an animal. You know, it's like, well, I mean, we already know that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, people are three fifths of a, of a person. Yeah, you're not a real person. As long as, as long as you're not a real person, it's okay for me to treat you however I want. And my property will always supersede any rights of yours. My property is more valuable. Right. It's disgusting. <laughs> Cheers to that. Nah, that's terrible. What are you drinking? Margarita and a coffee. I have to do that. You know, people can't know what I'm doing. So. Yeah, that's the soccer mom thing. I read about yeah. that. Yes, yes. Soccer mom, 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 quarantine mom. What do you have? Sauvignon Blanc. Check that out. Good. It's like twist off too. I was like, okay. Yeah, I'm, me and corks are not doing well. I've been drinking a lot of wine lately and there's been so much cork in my wine. Oh no, I recommend this. It's called the rabbit or something. And you just, yeah, I'm sure it is. Girl, the rabbit. Get out of here with that. That ain't no rabbit. It is. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. Uh, I don't even want to know. So are you uh, new to politics in the sense that like now it's like something that you follow regularly or have you? I mean. Girl, why are you talking to me like we ain't never met? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking you questions for the um, the people that we hope will be listening to this at some point. Um, I'm not new to we, politics. I I actually used to be Republican. I I grew up in the South. Rewind what? Yeah, you know this. I used to be Republican as a kid. Um, I've decided I couldn't that vote. That doesn't count. You're a child. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't vote, but my belief system. You don't know. My belief system, and even when we met, I was still a little Republican. When was Remember, that? 2005. We used to talk about that. Like we'd be like, met yeah, I'm a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't tell people my business. <laughs> I was still kind of on the fence, you know, from Texas. So I was like, you know, give me my guns and everything. I'm still like that. But um, do you have guns? Not yet. I, I don't live in a state that is really gun friendly, but I'm moving to one soon. So, okay. <laughs> but yeah, military, like when we were in school, we would go to rallies and it would be music and everything. And they'd be like, yakety yak, bomb Iraq. Like this is what oh I funny. Like the brainwashing that like people don't know the brainwashing that goes on. Like and you were you were shouting that with the rest of them. Not huh? shouting. I was like yakety yak, bomb Iraq. Wow. <laughs> See, I grew up very differently then. I was pro uh-huh. Thomas, and I was like, "How dare Anita Hill? She's a she's a traitor. She's trying to get this black man not to get on the Supreme." And I'm like, "Thank God I was a child because I hate Clarence Thomas." <laughs> Or just there's another awakening, the Me Too and, and all of that. Like there's there's all these movements converging right now. And it's kind of... It's just that people are finally, it's like an abusive relationship has finally come to an end. We're like at, we're at, we're like the, the end of that Lifetime movie where the girl gets that energy and is just like, F it all, I'm going to get my life mm-hmm. back. That's where we are. It's, it's Joe like, from Facts of Life. Yeah, I don't even know what that her. is. What about you, girl? Oh, I, we probably couldn't have been more different. How are we such good friends? And we <laughs> like such different, I mean, my dad is, um, uh, is a Vietnam vet or whatever, but he's very liberal, very, very mine. liberal. Yeah, um, and he are, uh, he and I are of the same political mind. Um, uh, he's, I mean, you know this, he's black. My mom is Filipino. She immigrated here, um, in the late seventies and, uh, she's pretty liberal too. Um, conservative though i don't know if that you know makes sense um her big issues are around uh 
immigration because she immigrated here. So she has some something. Is it, but, is it like I got here and you need to get here the, the right way or? What? There's a little bit of that, but mm-hmm. I think also within the last three and a half years, there's been a lot going on that she's like, that ain't all right. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot do that. What's um, these are children. These are families seeking a site. That's a different, that's a whole different thing, but she takes a lot of pride in her citizenship and, um, and how she got here. But she's very understanding of people's desire to get here and the, the lengths you will go through I would love your kids to hear, a future. I would love to hear like what the American dream is. And the only thing I can think of is that we have a right to speak. We have freedom of speech. And I think that's the only difference because like in the Philippines, you say something, you could get killed. Like, it's not like that. It's crazy right now, I feel like. And then like as black people, we can't even go to Africa. We're going to get slaughtered. So we really, there's really no safety net. And I think that's part of the anxiety. It's like, you never are allowed to feel safe. I don't know what safety feels like to just, I call it waiting to exhale. Like I can't imagine (sighs) that just safety. I'm safe and secure. I I don't even know what it feels like. I don't even know if that's exists (laughs) thing. (laughs) So anyway, so I take, I take my politics from my dad mostly um, I can remember, I think my first political memory is I was in third grade and we were watching the Dukakis and Bush debates in class, which is kind of a weird thing for a third grade class to be doing. I don't know, but I remember being so like into it, hearing my dad talk about stuff. Yep. And, um, I got detention <laughs> because I took my scrunchie out of my hair and I flung it at Bush um, on the TV in the class and I got in trouble. Oh, I was a Bush uh, fan. I was a little rebel. Yeah, well, so I mean... And I was like, Dukakis, his wife drank alcohol out. I didn't even know. Like, this, she drank uh, mouthwash. And that was my, I was like, see, you got to go with Bush. Dukakis, his wife is drinking. Oh, no, I'm, not that. I'm like a little kid. I have no idea. Like, <laughs> I mean, don't let us talk about what people's wives are doing now. Right, exactly. Who or who? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I used to be super political. I ran for uh, vice president of my freshman class. Okay. And I think I lost, but they felt sorry for me because I was such a dork. Like I walked around with the board, like vote for me. So I, so we co-chaired. You were so not a dork. I was definitely a dork. <laughs> yeah. And so we co-chaired. So we there were two of two VPs for student council in ninth oh, grade. Wow. I did speech and debate. And I just knew, like, like, I was one of those kids who wanted to be president. So I followed the, I went to, uh, studied government, went to law school. And then I said, wait, I don't want to do this. With great power comes great responsibility. Right. Okay. <laughs> but hey, look at Trump. He's just like winged. He's, he's, I do, I have to give him credit in that, in that he believes in himself and he has, mm-hmm. like, he can manifest. And I believe in manifestation. So I think if you, if you, uh, I don't know. If you're crazy enough, you can believe in anything. I, well, I mean, I, part of it's like, is he doing this intentionally or is he just like a product of some delusion? You know what I mean? Like, and he's just. I think it's a combination. I and mean, he's also a puppet. You have to remember that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever he's doing, he's, he's, he's successful at it. I mean, they, I keep hearing the emperor has no clothes. It's that idea that if he believes in everybody buys into it, whatever. But I mean, it's, it's things are coming to light now. You know, I mean, things are getting real. People are, you know, getting, feeling the effects on their lives. They're, they're seeing him for who he is. I think a lot of people were hungry for, for change, (laughs) um, to steal uh, Obama's, uh, tagline or whatever, but they were, they wanted something different. They thought he'd be able to bring that change and he brought some change, but I don't think it's what people were looking for. I mean, a lot of things he promised he didn't deliver on. 
Um, and a lot of things he promised he did deliver on too. So yeah, but I think that especially for the uh, Obama voters, the white working class that have yeah. have switched over and, and voted for him, they're not getting what they thought they were going to get. Yeah. And I just don't understand it, and I just don't understand America because we just don't have basic human rights. Like, why do we have? There should be a basic minimum wage, a basic wage. People shouldn't have to worry about health care and things like that. But we make these issues because we want to fund big pharma and insurance companies and all, all of this stuff. And it's just like the bottom line is all that matters. These people worship money, human, human lives. And I think this is what the disconnect is. is this is why I don't protest. I'm not, as a black woman, I'm not going to go protest because you obviously aren't listening to me anyway in the first place. And <laughs> I need people who are allies to go and represent. If you really care, you have the value, you have the voice. Go represent. Let me be safe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let me be safe <laughs> in, my, in my box. But there's a disconnect because people think that people value them. That's like me being vegan and thinking like when you're eating your burger, oh my God, it's a cow. Why are you eating this burger? And you're like, oh, this is good. Like you don't get, you know, you don't care. Like, so I think that's the it's the same disconnect. Like they want people to care, but these people truly do not care. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I feel like I uh, am finally getting to that point. I think for a lot of my life, I don't know what it is, but I've always dated Republican. I've always been surrounded by Republican friends. Um, I think it was just my upbringing and, and where I grew up. Um, and I'm starting to come to a whole lot of realizations that are, uh, troubling to me um, as far as having race discussions with friends or having, you know, class or like just right now, um, you know, access to education and, and with the distance learning and the disconnect between lower income families, families that don't have reliable um, internet, things like, that. I mean, something basic is internet, you know, like people don't understand um, that that's impacting lives, like on a big, on a big level. Um, but I'm also on the flip side having an issue with liberal, most for the most part, white women that are almost overly zealous about racial equality. And I don't know where that's coming from. I don't know if it's the need to feel good about themselves. Right. I don't, it's, it almost feels like, like feminism in general. Like it's being, this it's been taken and they're running with it and they're anti-racism and diversity and inclusion and, and equality and all this, you know, in the schools, being on like a, a committee I was on, um, being the only person um, with brown skin, um, there were other women of color, maybe three of us, but um, on the committee, it's just, it, it's a very strange feeling. Um, the feeling of having an ally is great, but feeling like you are not in charge of your own protest or your own message, I mean, that's another disorienting thing that I'm having an issue with, but. That's so funny. See, you're like, you're not in charge. I'm like, yeah, y'all go do it. <laughs> yeah, well, I just, it's, it's, I don't like having people speak for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not someone who would, I mean, I, you know what? I would go out and protest, um, but I don't <laughs> for a variety of reasons. Um, but it's I, like I don't. If I, can't go to a pro- if I can't go to a concert, I'm not going to a protest. For COVID reasons. For COVID reasons. Yeah, yeah, it's like, I'm going to go. It's basically a concert. I'm I'm packed around people. We're hollering and screaming. I'm not trying to do that. 
Yeah, like I don't get it. And you tell me as a black woman that I am at risk and mm-hmm. now you, you tell me to go out and pro nah. not today. <laughs> but there's a there's a vaccine coming. I will not be, te- I, be I will not be a, 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 a pet. yeah. No. Uh, any results coming in? I don't know. I'm not watching. I'm going to be watching something like 90 Day Fiance. I'm not, oh. I don't have the, uh, my anxiety is way too high. I literally cannot function. So I am <laughs> I like I, my, I have anxiety issues too. And I feel like for me, I need information. For me, my anxiety is calmed by information and charts and graphs and you know, I need to see visuals. I need to see vote tallies coming in. I need to have that organization to feel like I'm in control. Cause I, like, yeah. again, I don't like people speaking for me. I don't like people telling me what to do. But it's so funny that you say that because that's the problem with mankind is the need to control. It's a false belief that we control things. I do it myself. I've done it with food and dieting and like oh. things like that. There's a, a need, we have a need, an innate need to control. And so when you tell me I can't wear a mask, no. that's why people are protesting because they have a need to control. Everyone wants to control. It's hard to, it's hard to let go. I feel like people aren't thinking. Like I feel, it, I feel a great sense of calm when I can control things. Like, mm-hmm. and this is going to sound so trivial, but like menu planning for my family, getting my kids' activities together. This is the day I do laundry. Like, this is literally that's how my very life, calming. Can right? you teach me how to do that? Because yes, I, I will set up your schedule. Your plan. I will mail you a planner with little tabs and stickers. Like that's how I need to get through my it day. Makes you feel good when I when I do that, but it's right. hard to continue to do. But I also use my brain when it comes to bigger things. Like, hey. If I need to wear a mask and not leave my house for a month so that we can live, then I will stay my ass inside my house. I will wear a mask. I will sanitize. I will do all those things. You are not infringing on my rights. Everybody's right to live Mm -hmm. trumps my ability to go get a haircut. So I can cede control. I can, I can definitely cede control, um, when something huge is, is at but stake. That's that's the thing. You have to believe it's huge, but if you believe it's a hoax and if no one around you has been impacted by it, then you're just living in delusion. Like you're just like, oh, it doesn't exist. And I've, I've witnessed it. And mm-hmm. did you watch Borat? Did you see Borat? I don't see what the big hype was about that. We watched that because we do movie nights. I, I've told you or whatever. So that was our movie last week and we watched it. And for a good chunk of the movie, I was, I don't know yeah, if I'm getting was- old yeah. because the first Borat was hilarious to me. But, oh, I never liked it. I never oh. liked either, but I see what he's doing and he's criticizing yeah. his people. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's a different kind of, of comedy. Yeah. Um, and I do see he's putting people on blast, but it was also like... Some of it was just inappropriate and... Tasteless, so, yeah. Like, tasteless, I agree. And like, I was just the like, debutante why? ball in the dance. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, that, that, yeah, that was disgusting. Yeah. But they hate those people so much they were trolling him. So it's like, I was like, okay, well, I'll take that. I can, I can respect the troll. Like I said, I didn't like Borat or anything like that. I just thought it was tasteless or just didn't, it just wasn't for me. You know, it's doomsday. I'm like, it's doomsday. What else? And then I actually thought to myself, if the world ends today, really, this is how I ended it watching Borat. So what are you going to do tonight, tomorrow then? I was like, man, I need to watch Idiocracy again or something. Cause I feel like if things that, go a certain, you haven't seen Idiocracy. Is that Bill Maher? No. Idiocracy is 
It's got Dax Shepard in it and Maya Rudolph. Yeah. It's a real stupid movie about the dumbing down of America. Yeah, with Dax Shepard in it, I would say so. No, it's like real dumb. You need to watch this. Like tonight, like your homework. Like, did he get famous from Jackass or something? Like, I don't even know. I don't know, but you need to watch this movie. Okay. Because it's it's got Terry Crews. I mean, it's just, it's... Sounds like an idiocracy the way you said it, except for Maya Rudolph. So it's going to hurt you to watch. Like, it's painful to watch. It's got Owen Wilson's brother. What's his name? Not Russell Wilson. That's, that's the quarterback. No, the blonde one's Owen. The one with the brown hair is... Owen Wilson. Luke, Luke Wilson. Okay, I don't, I don't even... It doesn't even... Close. Yeah. Well, anyways, he's in it too. And okay. it's really about stupid people and how America... I mean, you just have to turn on the news to see that. All of the undecided voters. How are well, you got to step out your door. Yeah. They're, they're, they're out. They're safe to be out and stupid or whatever. But anyway, so yeah, you may watch that. I don't know. Do you have any predictions? I do not. No? I do not. A girlfriend texted me yesterday. She's like, I'm so anxious. Like, what, what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. And I was just like, I have no answer. I don't even. 2016 shook me up so bad. Because how? I don't understand how it happened. Um, and I remember watching the returns come in on that, you know, for that election. And I was just. Yeah, where, tell me about it. Where were you? Like, what was the scene? Set it up. What happened? I was at home. Um, uh, my daughter's birthday is around election time. Usually she's born in the beginning of November. Um, so I think my in-laws and my parents were at our house. Um, my parents, obviously Democrats. Uh, my in-laws are Republicans. My husband is a former Republican, libertarian, meaning something. Um, So we have a very interesting household. Um, But I went upstairs to watch because I didn't want to watch in mixed company because I just don't like to do politics. Like it's exhausting for me. Um, Yeah, I I know what you mean. The the, uh, the polite conversation with family versus, you know, like if, if if I wasn't related to you or didn't know you, I could be real, but like. We are connected. You have to be polite. Yeah, I've, I've done that. I had to do that with people. Um, and sometimes I can't control what happens on my face. So I went upstairs and I watched and I was just shocked and stunned um, as the results were coming in. And I remember watching everybody at the Javits Center waiting for her to speak, you know, and I and for me, I wasn't as invested in her as I was in Barack Obama, but I knew it would be historical and I knew it would be something amazing, you know, um, not so much about her as a person, although I do think she was overqualified compared to everybody else I've ever seen run for president. She was overqualified and she lacked a, a level of empathy that she needed. And I mean, I mean, Trump completely lacks empathy, but somehow he, but he has a personality to make yeah, up. He, he has a, an extra charisma. She, she was just like, she didn't have that charisma. She that knew that. Had. Yeah. She said that. She, she, she didn't even do the effort. Like she skipped some states and stuff. So I yeah. don't think, I think they took a lot of things for granted. And I think that's part of why polling is bullshit and all these pundits talking is bullshit because I don't know who was in her campaign talking to her about whatever, but if they had the same data and information that all the rest of us were being fed, then maybe she did have a sense of, you know, what, and she was also, she had like the health issue, which was a whole nother, oh my gosh. Um, But. Oh yeah. When she passed out. Girl, they threw her in a van. I remember. Did you see that? That's a bad look. That was, <laughs> that's bad. Um, so yeah, so I watched it and I was, I was down. I was upset after, um, I wasn't crying and all that kind of stuff, but I definitely drank a lot and I was definitely questioning a lot of things and wondering 
what the hell, like Donald Trump is president. Yeah. Like I, 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 I just had a feeling and I, I was in London at the time. Mm-hmm. So it like, I would wake up in the middle of the night and check and it was like, Oh, they can't too close to call. Can't. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep. And I would wake up and it was still like, then he started getting ahead and I was like, what the, what is happening? Yeah. And then, and then I just was, I was trembling. I'll never forget. And that was the fear I had. And then like when coronavirus came, it was like the manifestation of that fear. I just knew like it was something in my soul that felt like if he became president, I know he didn't cause coronavirus. That's not what I'm saying, but he mismanaged it. And yes. when I think about it, I think, gosh, that's the, that's the manifestation of that fear. I was so, I was shaking in my bed. I'll never forget. I woke up the next morning and it was like, what? Donald Trump is president? <laughs> and then I'm in another country. And so all these people are like, oh, yeah, you guys voted for Donald Trump. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, I don't really want to talk about it, people. Just leave me alone. And so that's why I say I'm not really into, po- obviously, I'm aware and I follow politics, but I just don't really like to discuss it. It's just really a sensitive topic, especially like that. That felt, that was traumatizing. <sighs> See, I didn't have that kind of reaction. It just yeah. felt like a gut punch. Like a, yeah, I had a visceral reaction. Just and, and it's almost maybe not even so much for Hillary, but just like after a president like Barack Obama, and he wasn't perfect, but there was to go from one extreme to the complete opposite yeah. and have somebody who very clearly has some kind of inferiority complex or something because he's trying to erase everything that the first black president has done. He planted the seed with the birther. And yes, the birth and he's kid. trying to make it as if he never happened, mm-hmm. that, that Obama was never president. Didn't he support Hillary Clinton? <laughs> so this is why I feel yeah, like he's, he's a, a Democrat. Yeah, I feel like he's a troll. He's just an opportunist. And he he saw Obviously. he saw an opportunity to, and, I, and so it's like, I can't be mad at him. He probably I still uh, uh, donates to, like, who knows? Like, I don't trust him. He's a very weird person, but I feel like he's an opportunist. He does whatever is, benefits him. But his daughter, did you see, like, his daughter had a whole gala for Barack Obama, a fundraiser. So I'm like, these people are all in cahoots. And there's some kind of, I have to Google it and fact check me if I'm wrong, but there's some kind of report that shows how all of the presidents are related, at, like, somehow. Like Six the DNA. Separation. Oh, DNA. Yeah, they are all DNA. Illuminati. Right? Even the black one with one, like, come on. Well, he's half. So but I say one, like he has one white parent and he's still related to all of them too. So what are you going to do if, if Joe Biden wins? Wait and see what happens. I mean, I'm not a Joe Biden fan. I'm a, like I voted for Bernie. And then <gasps> when I didn't have a chance, I had, to, I had no choice but to vote for Biden. This is interesting. So you were a Republican and now you're a Bernie bro. I don't know what I am. I'm libertarian. I think I don't. I, I think I'm liberal Quaker or something. The last time I took a test, so test a liberal Quaker. I don't even know what it is. I was like, like is chuck this? butter or whatever churn butter shuck. Wow, really? <laughs> I don't. Know. I think Quaker. I don't know what a Quaker is. Yeah, I don't either. I, I like. I I read it. I was like, what is this? I don't really know what this means. I'm a liberal Quaker. Quaker. <laughs> Hey, I'm moving moving to Pennsylvania. There you go. (laughs) When I go to Pennsylvania, I think I'm going to take the bar because it's like, 
a 60, it's a 70% pass rate. I'm like, okay, that sounds good. What else? I can help people, these protesters, you know, I might be needed, right? Big fish, a little pond. Like I, I said, I just at least want to be a lawyer to bail people out. Like that's, that's like the bare minimum, you know? So anyway, well, I mean, when, um, when they had the Muslim ban, because mm-hmm. Trump did all these wonderful things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I heard about lawyers rushing the airports and stuff to help. And it, it really made me feel bad because I wish I could, I mean, I, I'm a licensed attorney. I wish I could have helped somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know immigration law or any of that stuff, but I just wish I could have used this knowledge or just this license, this ability to, to speak on the behalf of other people or to yeah, advocate. For it, I'm sure there is. Cause that's like, I was saying, like, I'm like, well, if I just got to bail you out of jail, I guess, you know, like whatever it yeah, takes. Or just the, I mean, for me, it's like, I mean, as a mom now too, I just, I like these children, you took them from their parents after a hell of a journey, I'm sure, traumatizing journey to get here. And then now they're alone and you don't know where their families are. That's what kind so of stuff bad. is that? I mean, at least if you're, at least be organized. You're going to take somebody from their family. Can you give them a, 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 idea. <laughs> a report number or like a. But you don't matter. So why would I give you? You're just a body that is, is disposable. So why, why, what would that's a number exactly matter? exactly how they're viewed. Yeah, exactly. He speaks about people from s-hole countries and from you know and then now look at us we're the s-hole country right and i feel so trapped it's like part of the fear and the anxiety it's just like i feel so trapped like there's no escape well we literally cannot go anywhere we can't go anywhere (laughs) i'm not from anywhere else it's like i can't seek refuge anywhere else i keep reaching out to to angela markle and justin trudeau and they're ignoring me on social media (laughs) Save me! Save me! <laughs> so, what if Trump gets reelected? Honestly, I feel like if Trump's if Trump gets reelected, we already been through four years, so we know what to expect. So, we'll just be uh, hopefully uh, he'll have a, a Democratic Senate and Congress. So, hopefully, we'll see. But yeah, if he gets elected, then I'll. I mean, I'm used. To, it's something I'm used to, and I think that's what uh, those undecided people. It's like the devil you know. That's that wild card I'm scared about. I the, the wild card for me is 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 when you have nothing else that you need to act right for. Like he doesn't have to worry about another re-election. He can do whatever he wants these next four years. Um, well, he's going to, uh, so just to clarify, yeah. he's going to do whatever he wants the next three months too. So so yeah, don't that's forget another that. scary yeah. thing. If he yeah, loses, can that. you imagine? I mean, if he wins re-election. Um, fine. It's just a continuation through 2024, whatever. But if he loses in that lame duck period, like what, what, what is he going to do? A lot. Aside from fight. Executive orders, executive orders, executive orders, pardons, all of that. Appointments, everything. It's going to be a mess. (sighs) Well, I guess we'll see. Any last thoughts? (sighs) No, just if you don't hear from me for a while, <laughs> it's because I found a way out and I'm gonna come back for you. <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Be mo up. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, let's watch. I don't know about you. I'm gonna be glued. You're gonna be watching um, a 90 day fiance or below deck, you know. The other way. I haven't watched that yet. That's on my DVR. Our, uh, happily ever. Oh yeah. The other way. I already watched it. Yes. Yeah. I got to see what Brittany is doing, trying to destroy lives. Girl, there's a hashtag called prayers for pray for Yazan talking about they're trying to kill him because of her, because her, her booty pictures. <laughs>
out there wearing bikinis upside down and stuff. Right? <laughs> All right, girl. All right. Hey, thanks for listening to this special episode of Two Girls Shooting the Shit with M and Mo. Our first official episode will drop Monday, January 4th, 2021. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See y'all in 2021. Stay healthy. Mm-hmm.